welcome to Soberholic Podcast. This show is designed to address topics that will encourage, equip, and inspire you to explore life's most difficult topics and overcome your biggest challenges. Today, your hosts, Roger and Jason, will share from their own experience how you can find hope and healing in recovery. Let's do it, man. So welcome, guys, to Soberholic Podcast. Um, you know, this has been a kind of a cool deal that we've been doing for several months now. I think we're 41 episodes into it, right? Yeah, this is 41, yeah. Yeah, 41. Who would have thought? I mean, th- this was just like one day in your office. It just kind of come to us and said, let's start this thing, and it's gained some traction, and here we are. Yeah. So crazy. one thing before we even get started with the show, I ask this from time to time, and it's maybe my, my plea to everybody, that um, you know, if you think this brings value to your life, and I, and I hope it does, or maybe you should quit watch, listening or watching it, um, but if, if you believe that it it does bring value to you, uh, then share it with people. Yeah. Share it with people on social media. Um, and one way you can help share that, and probably the simplest way, is to leave a review on any of those apps that you listen to, whether it be iTunes, iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is. And those reviews help us with rankings to get on yep. up the list so that more people can hear yeah. what we share. Go do it right now. Yeah, like, there you go. You can do it. Right now. Because yeah, this is going to be recorded. You can come back. Yeah. I mean, because really, we've got a, a a voice for radio, not a face for, yes. for, for video. video. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, go leave us a review. It really does help us out. Just yeah. take the extra 30 seconds that it takes. So it would, it would really mean a lot to me for people to do that um, because, again, we want to reach as many people as we can. And that's one great way to do it. And if you're one of those people that has stopped me or Roger in person and been like, I love your podcast, go leave us a review right now. Yeah. Or, or if you was that guy who told Jason you hated it, go leave us yeah. a review. <laughs> we'll delete it. No, uh, I don't think you can. No, but. You can. You can. <laughs> so here's what we're going to talk about today. Um, a lot of times we talk about recovery, and um, we're going to be talking about recovery today. But really, you know, when we get into recovery and some just disciplines that we talk a lot about, um, there's this this how you know how do you make it all all of it work and that's what I want to talk about is, is how it works and what is the it well I guess it depends on what that it is for you you know what are you struggling with and what are you in recovery for and we're going to break it down into three simple steps and the first one is going to be honesty yeah so how can we be honest in our recovery man I, this one is the hardest one to me. Because, like, most addictions, most habits that are are bad habits or whatever, usually, well, well, let me just speak from my personal addiction, drugs and alcohol. Lying and being dishonest is like a second nature thing. I mean, some of it's kind of like for self-preservation, you know. A lot of the, you know, things that we, that I did and when I was doing drugs and alcohol and everything, I mean, I developed my lying skills so I could keep on getting away with it. You know, I I did it so I could maintain that lifestyle. But then the problem kind of got to be where I was lying so much that I couldn't even keep up with my own lies. And I think I've shared this with you before, but like I kept a journal, even when I was using drugs and alcohol and I would write in the journal and I would lie to my to my journal that nobody's reading. <laughs> I would write lies in it. 
I don't know why. Uh, so I, w- I was lying to the point, dishonest to the point to where I was just believing my own lies. And then it's weird, like, like I, there's been a few times where I've gone back and read the journals, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know what Who the truth is. this person? I don't know what what actually happened in this event because I don't know if that's true. I can't trust my own self. Well, that's what happens when you lie. You yeah. lie so much that the lies become believable to you. And a lot of times you lie so much that it's a way of, of coping with the guilt that we, sh- we carry, the shame that we got, that we just we cover all that up with another layer of lies. And so, it's, you where, know. Where you're like, I'm not that bad. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not that bad. Yeah, you're just going to tell yourself it's okay, you know. And so if we want the process to work, then we've got to be honest. Yeah. But when you first come in, that is that is a tall order. It is. It is very difficult. And, you know, it's kind of like this with me losing weight, and I know many of our listeners can, can identify with this, is I, I think probably most everybody wants to lose weight. It's a great idea. But – do you really want to put in the work to do it? Uh, are you honest enough with yourself to say, I really want to do it? Or is it just a good idea? And for me, um, I've never really seen that it was that big, like it was affecting my health that much. And so I had to get honest with myself to say, yes, this is really hurting me. And yes, I've got to, I've got to do this for me so that I can move forward in my recovery. But what, what, got you to that point where you're like i really do need this well i think it's always a bottom for everybody there's always some sort of bottom for me um with like weight for instance is because when i i've been kind of this whole drugs and alcohol thing that hasn't been my my struggle for a long time but then i I was just telling my sponsor today uh, shout out to him because he heard me talking about him to, about the other day. He's like, I know you were talking about me. I never <laughs> said his name. He said, you broke my anonymity. I said, no, I didn't. I didn't say your name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I was saying that, you know, the reason I want to lose weight and I'm trying to get back in shape is because I didn't get sober just to die over on my family. You know, God's blessed me with them again. So I want to stay well enough that I can see my kids grow up and mm-hmm. I can be a productive member of society again. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's what got me to the point where I was like, I've got to, I've got to come clean. I've got to be honest and I've got to see, see myself in reality. I got to see the reality of what really is going on here. It was pain. The pain is what motivated me to do that. Um, when I was getting sober from drugs and alcohol, the pain was a lot. It was very obvious. You know, the consequences I was facing were very serious. Um, I mean, when you're talking life and death, you know, with drugs and alcohol, it, it it's easy to see for everybody else. But I had been dishonest with myself for so long that I had to reach a certain level of pain where I was just like, you know, I'm just done with this. I've got to be honest and admit that I need help. I can't, I can't do it myself. That was kind of the first, you know, that's the honesty that you have to come to grips with in the first step. You have to get out of that denial and admit that I'm powerless over this and i need help yeah i have to be honest that that my behaviors were affecting more than just me that you know it was affecting my my family at that time i wasn't married so it was affecting my mother and my dad um they had almost divorced because of my actions because one of them was more of a codependent one was more strong but i had to be honest because forever i thought that my actions only affected me Mm -hmm. you know that you know if you didn't like it then just don't don't worry about me no more get out of my life 
but yet as a mother or a father now, I can look back and say, you just don't get out of your kid's life. I mean, if they're hurting, it's hurting you. And so I had to be honest with myself to see that what I was doing, um, my actions was causing consequences for everyone. It was like a tornado that was just destroying everything around me. Yeah, and it's like, it's crazy. Even the people that want to help you the most, a lot of times you're the most dishonest and lie the most to them. And I remember um, going to uh, to see therapists or counselors or whatever when I was in the midst of my addiction and just lying to them. You know, I, they couldn't help me. You, they, they can't help you if you if they don't know what's going on. But which brings me to a to one another thing I was thinking about is so you come into recovery, you're new in recovery, you're having trouble being honest. To me, one of the greatest tools that, that really helped me in recovery to start becoming honest was getting a sponsor, mm-hmm. you know, because it was it was my sponsor and, and still is to this day. It's my sponsor that, you know, points out when I'm full of crap. Can I, can I say crap on there? <laughs> yeah, sure. You've talked it's, about bird crap in your mouth before oh, yeah, yeah, on here, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're, yeah. you're good. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think having that person that you give permission to, to say, hey, you, you can hold me accountable. You can tell me, um, you know, you can speak, speak that into my life, you know. And, um, I mean, even if it's, if it's something negative and your sponsor can say, hey, you're, you're not really honestly looking at this situation right here. Yeah, I remember that my my sponsor was able to look through my lies and just go, "Really?" I mean, really? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, your parents may believe that, but I mean, really? I mean, and I could give you so many instances, but we don't have time to go through all those. But you know, honesty was the probably one of the hardest things for me because being dishonest, as you were talking about earlier, was just self preservation for me. That that's that's how I coped, and. I, I don't know. Um, you know, if you want the whole recovery process to work, the first part of it is you got to be honest with yourself, and I think you got to be honest with others. Yeah, you yeah. Know, about what's going on because it's easy for, to come in and 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 talk to anybody. Well, it's kind of like going to church. You know, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. I'm no, doing you're fine. not. Yeah. You know, no, you're not. Be yeah. be honest. Be real. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think I think it's 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 one of those things that's easier said than done. And as far as the being honest with yourself, to me, that's where the sponsor really comes in. Because if you've been in recovery for a long time, it might be second nature for you to say, hey, I'm struggling with this or that. But you can you not be honest with yourself about a whole variety of, of other issues. And that's where your sponsor can say, can point different things out to you and say, hey, I, I think you need to take a look at this. So if you continue to look through the whole how part of this, the second letter in that would be the o which would be kind of open-minded right oh you're doing an acrostic yeah and i didn't come up with this this is recovery lingo so i'm not taking credit for it how h-o-w yeah i get it now open how honesty open mind oh oh it's i get it Uh, three they use three letters if i went over that you would get lost open-mindedness go ahead you're not going to talk about it Go ahead. I thought you were talking about oh, it. Oh, well, you stole it from me, so I thought you was going to take no, it over. No, no, no. Go no, ahead. No. Okay, okay. So, open-minded. Well, let me tell you what I see when I think of open-minded. Um, 
a lot of our listeners have heard me talk about coming into recovery with a lot of resentments against God. And when I walked in and saw these 12 steps that we talk about a lot of time, it, it talked about a higher power. And it talked about coming to believe in him and giving my will and my life to him. And I was like, okay, this is a lot of that Jesus talk again. And I, I, you know, I tried to shut it down as quick as I saw it. Well, I had to change that. I had to be open-minded enough to say, okay, I believe that he can change me because ultimately with step one, I was powerless and my life was unmanageable. So if I couldn't fix me, somebody else had to fix me. And with that little belief, I became open-minded enough to say, okay, maybe he can do for me what I can't do for myself. Yeah. And that that's how open-minded began, began with me. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think open-mindedness follows being honest. You know, that's why – you know, it kind of sounded like you were talking about a little bit of step two there. Came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. I think once we realize that we need help, well, then we have to be open to receiving that help from outside of ourselves. If we've tried to fix ourselves, which I, I know I tried to fix myself and it, and it never worked. But open mindedness is, I don't it sounds new agey. A little bit, you know, so don't go down one of those rabbit trails. You you get all on this new age stuff. Like it just drives you batty. No, it doesn't. It does. You get all hung up on it. Well, anyway, I was going to say, you know, I think there is a point of open-mindedness where your brain falls out. Your brain, your mind is so open (laughs) that your brain just falls on out of there. I wasn't meaning that as a joke. I mean, I I was serious. Was that like a preacher joke or something? I guess it was. <laughs> I just found it funny. So, I mean, I think I think there's a balance that you got to have with open mindedness. But the biggest thing that I know I did early on in recovery, and I see others do early on in recovery, is they come in, they kind of get a feel for the program, and they just decide this isn't gonna work for me. No, this maybe works for all you guys, and that's cool. You know, you guys are cool. You guys are cool. You know, that works for you. I'm I'm proud. I'm glad for you, but it is not going to work for me, you know, and that you've immediately closed your mind off to any kind of, of healing that you could probably have just like them if you were to, to, to just have a little bit of open-mindedness. Yeah, that's a great point because it's like I'm unique and this is not going to – y'all don't understand what's going on with me. And this is what I hear with a lot of different struggles because, you know, we talk a lot about drugs and alcohol because we've both kind of went that road. But we also tell all of our sobraholics that it's more than just drugs and alcohol. No, yeah. I, I've talked about the food issues and we've talked about codependency and – you know, all these different struggles. Well, yeah, that'll work for the drugs and alcohol, but you don't understand it won't work for this. No, it will. You're not unique. I mean, it's just a way of dealing with hurts, habits, and hangups in our life. And so once we quit believing that we're different than everybody and be open-minded enough to accept that, yeah, maybe this will work for me, then I think then recovery can work because without it, I guess my first sponsor, he would tell me a lot, well, if you've got a better way, go do it. And that kind of shuts me down because if I had a better way, then I wouldn't be talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. I I know in a lot of areas in my life, I'm pretty close minded. I can be pretty, pretty rigid. Once I, once I decide something's not going to work, it's virtually impossible to talk me out of that. 
Um, I'm sure my wife is probably watching going, yep, he's closed-minded. <laughs> <laughs> or stubborn, maybe or that's another stubborn. word. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the same word for the same thing. Yeah. But, I mean, especially in recovery, I remember early on uh, my first sponsor, you know, using that whole term, term terminally unique. You're not terminally, you, you know, or you are, ter- you're, you think you're unique and that can be terminal right. to think that you're different than everybody and that the same re- recovery principles that have worked for millions of people and you're the only one they're gonna, not going to gonna work for, you know. Well, that's one of the things I actually found relief with of being around other people that even though I thought I was different in some ways, they I did relate with a lot of the people that I, I began to meet in recovery. And that's what gave me comfort to know that you wasn't someone just telling me what I needed to do. It seemed like you had walked a mile in my shoes, and I began to relate with that. And that in itself was one of the reasons I became open-minded. Yeah. I said, okay. If it worked for y'all, then maybe it'll work for me. And to be fair, when I first started in recovery, my belief wasn't so much in Christ. It wasn't. It was just I believed that if it worked for y'all, it could work for me, mm-hmm. and I could hang on to that much. Right. And that developed into a lot more to where I have a, a firm foundation and belief in, in who God is and, and what he can do for me now. But it just I didn't have the biblical direction of how I came in. It was a little different for me. Right. And earlier on, when I was still like, I don't know if recovery really works. I mean, especially I'm talking about the 12 steps. I'm like, I just don't know if this really works or whatever. Um, You know, it's one of those things that once I started doing it and I got a little ways into it, I started to get some relief. And then, and then that helped me be more open-minded for the rest of the steps. Right. And so it, it's, it was kind of like one of those things that just kind of started building upon itself. And then before I knew it, I was like, you know, I think this works. You know, I think, I think I'm going to finish this whole process out. And I'm glad I did, you know, because right. of the, the healing and the freedom I've experienced in my life is amazing because of the open-mindedness, the little bit of open-mindedness that I had. It was kind of like all, all I, to me with open-mindedness, if you just crack that door a little bit, you know, and, and get in there, I, I don't think it takes a ton in the beginning. Well, if you're closed-minded, then all you think, the only way, the only thing that makes sense to you is your way. Right. And obviously that's not working, or you wouldn't be listening to us right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that means that you've got to have some sort of open-minded, open-mindedness, or you wouldn't be listening right now. And so maybe... Um, you know, that little bit is enough to grab root to, to believe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the way it worked for me. Yeah. And so there's the third one, which is, since you're catching onto the acrostic, I bet you can I guess I see where you're going one. with this. <laughs> you little con man. <laughs> Trying to trick me over here. So what is it? What is the, the W? Willingness. See? Yes. You're a mind reader, dude. There's Williams. only so many recovery things that have W that start with W. It's not Wilbert. No, it's not. No, tried. It's not winning. Yeah. Although I feel like I'm winning right now compared yeah. to where I was when I first walked in the room. Definitely. I'm sure you are. So willing. So yeah, I became willing. Yeah. yeah um, you know, for me, when I think of willing is 
I had to be willing to do a lot of things different in my recovery. That, that means I had to be willing to change the people I was running around with. Oh, those friends that I thought loved me so much and would never would do anything for me. I had to w- be willing to part my way from them. I had to be willing to to quit going to some of the places I was going because they were just toxic for me. I had to be willing to take suggestions from other people and admit that I, I didn't know everything. That in itself may be the best thing I've ever learned from recovery is to become teachable, which means I was willing to to listen to other people. And I still use that very much every day because I hope I never get to the point where I think I know it all again. That's what hurt me a lot when I was struggling. And it has hurt me in different areas. Even now, I can tell you a lot about weight loss, but I'm still going to be willing to learn from other people. You know. So to me, when I think of that, I, I think of willing to do what? You know, is it willing to just like decide I want to do something, or is it is the willingness come in where you're actually taking the action? Mm-hmm. I'm 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 thinking out loud here. Oh. Do you think it's the action point, or do you think it's before the action point? I, I think it's an action point. Like, say I'm I'm willing to try to exercise and eat better. Like, do you think like that is gonna is gonna carry me through to action and actually doing it? I, I, I'm an action guy. I think your actions speak louder than words or thoughts. So you show your, so you're saying you show your willingness in the, in taking exactly. action. It's kind of like when people, let's just go back to a drug addict. I had told people I was sorry and I wasn't going to drink no more and do drugs so many times that it was just unbelievable. They wanted to see me do it. And that's what was going to make sense to them. And that's what made sense to me. Words were empty for me. My, you know, those, those were worthless because I had lied so much because I was dishonest and everything else I did for me being willing. Yes. Um, I guess that starts in your heart to begin with, uh, or maybe your mind. I, I don't know where that begins. There's a seed that's planted there, but the action is what carries it through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I agree. That's that's kind of where I lean is that you're just making a decision to change. I don't I don't see how you're showing any kind of willingness there. What's really. the old saying? There's if you got three frogs on yeah. a I, you, yeah we're there yeah the three frogs. Yeah. You want yeah. me to explain it? Yeah, go ahead. Or just say, we're just going to talk about three frogs on here and never explain it. <laughs> you can't leave it out there. So we got you got three frogs on a lily pad and three of them decide to jump off or one of them. One. one of them decides to jump off. How many frogs you have on lily pad? We still got three. You still got three because the first one just decided yeah. didn't actually jump off. My frogs are always on a log. They're never <laughs> on a lily pad. I heard the lily pad yeah, one. So you heard it wrong. Yeah. So to me, just making a decision to do something is not really. You didn't actually take any action. You just you just made a decision. Um, and especially if, if you look at. At the at the twelve steps, I think it takes a lot more willingness once you get past the third step. Once you get into the the fourth step, when you really start, you know that's where it kind of really gets a little bit more intense. You know, it takes takes a little bit more willingness to go to finish the steps on out from there. Um, but again, willingness is kind of like open mindedness to me. Like it only takes a little bit. It just takes takes a little bit. Um, to um, to carry the rest of the way because once you start, 
doing some of the the principles of recovery, you know, you start seeing results a lot of times. I mean, it's not overnight sometimes, and sometimes it's slower than other people. And um, but but eventually, you start seeing good things happen when you work work recovery principles. Well, you know, back to my my thing with a sponsor and being willing to take suggestions. I can think about yeah. I'll be willing to take him, take his suggestions, but when he offers them, I got to take them. I got to actually apply them into my life. If not, then nothing's really changed. And I got to believe that he has done what I'm, I'm trying to do. So, so I think that it's really important that you actually take the action behind the belief that you have in your head. So many times people go, I'm willing to do anything. Well, my experience has taught me that a lot of people will come in and they'll begin using these 12 steps we talk about. And by the time they get to the third step, they've maybe asked Jesus to be their savior and their life is starting to change because they, they, they've kind of repented from those things and things are looking better. But like you said, when you get to the fourth step, trying to take a moral inventory, trying to dig a little deeper Mm -hmm. into what caused you to do the things that you did, well, you're not so willing to do it anymore. Why? Because you're feeling better. The pain is not as great as it was in the very beginning because you've got a few months away, you know, removed from whatever your struggle was. And now you're not as willing as you used to be. And you took your will back. Right. And so, you know, you, you talk about not using, you just need a little bit of willingness maybe to start it, but you better snowball that into a lot more willingness because it's going to get more difficult as the steps progress until you get to a point to where there is freedom in it. There's a lot of freedom in it, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's hard work to get there. Oh yeah. It is definitely hard work. And I mean, I still, it's not like you reach a point in recovery where you don't still need to be willing, you know? Um, there's been conversations with you lately where, you know, I've I've had some realizations like you've said something to me a couple months ago and then, I came to realization, I'm like, you know, that was right. You know, like I still have to be willing to be teachable, you know, no matter what point I am in my recovery. Um, and, I, and I think a big part of what makes it hard to be, have have willingness to stay teachable is pride. You know, I, I, the, the further along I get in my recovery, the more I want to be like, hey, I, I, I've got it together. You know, when I don't. But I still like, I like to think I do, and I like to present myself to other people that I've got this together now, you know, I've recovered, I'm done. I mean, I don't set, I don't consciously think those things, but subconsciously on some level, I I do think that. And I'm telling on myself here, but I mean, I know that I don't have it together. And that's why we do too. Yeah. Everybody knows. But I mean, being a part of a recovery community, where I'm going to meetings, you know, where I'm going to church and, and, and being in a community of other, other Christians too, is a good constant reminder that I don't have it together. Um, and that I need to stay teachable and I need to stay, stay willing to, to keep progressing in my recovery and to take suggestions. So here's some questions, I guess, that you could reflect on as you know, just personal reflection uh, from what we've talked about today is how are you being honest with yourself? You know, or maybe the better way of saying it, are you being honest with yourself with whatever you you're struggling with? 
is is it really that bad or are you do you keep minimizing it um you know are you being open-minded or are you being stubborn about it and just saying this is just the way i i, I am this is the way men are this is the way change. women are yeah i um, am who i am yeah. and, you and ever that's heard that all one? that i am yeah Who said that somebody said that i am that i am um yeah. god no there's no there's another with moses at the bush no it's not in the bible the the, the reference i am I'm the using. i am yeah but that's not the reference i'm it's using it's probably a song and then you know the third i guess is are are you willing to change and and put the work in to actually change yeah, th- those are those are big questions to really if you take time to really evaluate those and are you really ready to do those things that that will kind of determine what your road to recovery looks like because if you want to know how it works that's how it works and if you're not ready to take those three steps and apply those in your life you're going to have a difficult time making it work i agree but um so i wanted to kind of close up the same way that we've done a couple of times but um you know one thing that we keep um, requesting from our listeners is their stories and their testimonies and we want to have more of other people talk on here yes. just as much as us, right? Yes. And one of, the, one of the ways we share those stories or hope is bringing on guest speakers. And we want people to send us their testimonies, either by video or, or written, however they want to send them to us. They can send them to us by Facebook. Yep. Um, Facebook Messenger. Or listen right now, or Facebook Messenger. Yep. Or through our Gmail account, SoberholicPodcast at gmail.com. Either way, they can send them there, and we'd love to kind of see if you're a great fit for the show and get you on here, and we can do that either in person if you're local um, or we can do them by phone. Um, there's several ways we can make that yeah, happen. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. So, um, anyways, man, I think that brings us to the to a close. Yeah, it um, does. I enjoy doing this every week with you, and I enjoy getting to talk to more of our listeners. Um we don't get near the, the response I want from our listeners. No. We get more in person I know. than than any other way. Yeah. And so we want to hear from you on, yeah. on our on our Facebook page, um, through email. However, um, you know, we want to hear yeah. from you. And if it's negative feedback, then send Talk it to, to Roger. Jason. No, no. <laughs> Roger. Send it to Roger. <laughs> All right, man. That's another one in the book. So let's get out of here. I'm Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing out. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out SoberholicPodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics.